World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, usually, Spencer, in the background, I hear the music playing. There's no music playing here this morning in my ear. I don't know what's going on, so I thought... I thought something was going on. Hey, listen, welcome out there. Welcome to all the people, the faithful followers of the Patriot Party News. Can you pull that up there real quick, Spence? We're going live today on the Patriot Party News. Uh, I want to tip my cap to to Hire Brett, who made this happen. By the way, big platform out there. And we were lucky enough, the Patriot Party News, uh, we did some some begging and some try to try to get on that that network and they've set us up and we are now streaming on the Patriot Party News. Maybe somebody as you're sitting here right now can scroll scroll over and see if we in fact can find us there at the Patriot Party News. A whole new audience. You know what was really, really good about it when they when they uh said, sure, we'd like to have you, coach. Most of the stuff that they do that the slots that were open would be be tape delays, which is okay. I mean it'd be great to be on the platform. I don't care when it plays. But this is live streaming. They just happen to have, how about that, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time open on their schedule. And we are streaming now on something called, is it StreamYard, Jared? Is that what it is? Spencer, do you know what it is? Jared set it up last night. They're they're on a different platform. But thank God for the Patriot Party News. they got a big audience out there. And, folks, this this isn't like any other show. It's not like any other show. And those of you who are watching it for the first time on Patriot Party News. Uh, we're live. If you know, if you come to our website, CoachDaveLive.com, I'm not trying to get you to go there. But if you do come there, then you can interact with us and you'll see the. I found you. I found you. Are we streaming? Yep. We're streaming there. So, folks, if if you want to, uh, that's a long a whole whole process. But if you really want to interact with us, then you have to log on to us at CoachDaveLive.com. So. Praise the Lord that the Lord opened that door for us, and we thank you for that. And we just prayed, and we would ask all of you to pray out there right now for Dr. Mike Spalding's wife, Kathy, who is being prepped. Even as we speak, surgery was supposed to start at 7 o'clock, and uh, we're just claiming uh, uh, we know she's going to be healed. We just know that it's going to be healed, and that, that uh, there ain't going to be anything but there ain't going to be anything in there. I mean, there's going to be something in there, but there ain't going to be any sickness inside Kathy Spalding when they get in there. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that the two shall become one. And surgery on Kathy Spalding is surgery on Mike Spalding. An attack on Kathy Spalding is an attack on Mike Spalding. And we all stand in agreement and we're praying that uh, that uh, the doctors are going to be amazed at what they find when they get in there and what isn't in there. So all day long here, I'll be praying for the Spaldings. It's really, really, really kind of critical. I got, look, I got, I got so much stuff I'm trying to dump. That's not even the right word. Uh, a couple some things I got to make you make you aware of here before we get rolling too deep, Mr. Producer. If you could, I don't know who came up with that. That was Mark uh, Mark Levin. I think he started calling him Mr. Producer. Pull up uh, the email it says Tin Penny. It was a standalone e- email. Hey folks, we are we're gearing up. Okay, now listen to me, Mel. We got to talk about this. This is a this is a great great opportunity for us. I found out this weekend when we were down in. Uh, uh, at the event, Mike Spalding's event, got a chance to do some, spend a little bit of time with uh, Dr. Sherry and find out that they're trying to take her medical license again. Yes, that's right. They're trying to take it again. Of course, she's got a good attorney. She's got Tom Renz fighting for her. But here's why, here's why I'm uh, making this announcement. We're going to get an action going on this. On next Wednesday, August 9th at 9 a.m., Dr. Sherry Timpenny is going to be on trial. That's right, on trial at the off, at the, at, in front of the American Union PAC, uh, whatever. They're, they're going to try to take her license. She has a hearing there, okay? 
And that's at 33 East Broad Street, Columbus. And we're going to be there. We're going to be there. And we're going to raise Hans Gruber. Hey, go, go find your homosexual friend. And the two of you just go in the corner and do what you do over there. Would you leave us alone, Hans? So we're here, I'm, I'm just putting out the word right now that we are going to be on the streets for Sherry Tenpenny next Wednesday, August 9th, 9 a.m. I'm going to talk about what. Scroll down a little bit on that, on this if you can. Uh, we're just kind of unveiling it. Is there something else on this thing? I, I thought there was something else on it. No? Yeah, maybe there isn't. Okay? So, folks, those of you wherever, this will be so much fun. We'll go there. Then we'll have lunch together afterwards and do some fellowship together. And if, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out maybe. I don't want to say too much here. All right? So uh, it, let me let me scroll to what I have here, okay? It explains. Please show support, Doctor T. Augustine. She has been stood up for truth. She has stood. She has. I don't know who did this. She has stood up for truth for vaccine for over two decades. It's time for us to stand with her during this attack. Uh, that going on, Spencer. I don't. It did not. Didn't. I, I guess if you don't have Twitter, that don't come up. Can you scroll down a little bit? That's all's there. Okay. Okay. So anyway, we'll get you, we'll get you more information. Okay. Uh, Angie says, I don't have any video. Do I not have any video? Am I streaming? Betty, do you see me? Give me a thumbs up. Okay. It's on your end then. It's on your end. Um, Yada, yada, yada. So Mel, we're going to talk about this. We're going to get this going on. Hey folks, the country's not, the government's not our country. Okay. The sooner we come to that realization that the government's not our country, the better we're going to be. Okay and understand exactly what we're dealing with. I got some great, I got some great, I just got some good stuff that I want to, I want to lay it out there for you. And uh, go to number two real quick. This is really important, friends. This, this is going to, this is going to have cat, just mark my word, yellow freight. You guys ever heard of yellow freight? Yellow freight. The third largest trucking company in America's bank uh, shut their doors. 30,000 workers out of a job. 12,000 trucks will not be on the road. Uh, do you understand this? Now, here's what's really important about Yellow Freight. Yellow Freight, they, they were just kind of the, they were kind of the jack of all trades of trucking. If you ordered something shipped, Chances are pretty good if it was say, say, we went on Amazon and we bought this thing. And, uh, well, those are the kind of things that Yellow Freight trucked. In other words, they didn't just go to Ford Motor Company and pick up a bunch of cars and take a bunch. They took boxes from different locations. And the, the, this is one of the real veins, like a blood vein, of transportation of parts and food all across America, and they have gone belly up. Scroll down just a little bit. This is big, folks. It's a 100-year-old American company shutting down as soon as yesterday. Twenty thousand. It's not about the 20,000 people that have been laid off. It's going to disrupt the delivery chain. Are you with me? You guys understand what I'm, what I'm saying here? The most, most of these companies, most of these trucking companies, they, they do bigger things like they 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 work for fiberglass they work for whatever and they deliver for them no no yellow freight picks up and delivers whatever you need delivered and they are done 22,000 teamsters huh Can, i'm going to say this make some of you mad unions have destroyed america now there was a time when unions were very well needed right but like, like just so many other things, they get out of control. Unions have destroyed America. And unfortunately, here we see right now, the, the truckers union, the Teamsters union, couldn't do a damn thing about it. Now, I know from experience of another trucking company that shut down, one of our good friends out of Missouri lost his pension. The company shut down, he lost his pension. This is just one of the first, in my opinion, one of the first dominoes to fall. So begin to see this stuff, begin to see it. Look, here's what, here's what I did. Just giving this to you as an advice, okay? I've, I had two vehicles that needed work on them, two of them. One of them is our, our truck that Steve Deck donated to our ministry. 
needs uh, needs some work. And it's more than I know it's going to be money, right? I don't pay. I don't do that. And the Holy Spirit spoke very clearly to me. Get your cars in order. Get your vehicles in order. Friends, are you associating the strike with your vehicle? You say, well, coach, I can't afford it. You can't afford not to. Fix your vehicles now. Fix your vehicles now. Amen. Because what work, what good is a truck that's been donated to our ministry if the daggone thing doesn't run? What happens if I need it and I'm out there and then it breaks down and I take it to the guy and he says, man, sorry, we can't get parts. We can't get any parts for this thing, right? So let me encourage you to get that. I'm all over the place, but I'm heading somewhere this morning. And I see that two people want to get in here and I think it's probably pretty pertinent. So I'm going to let you in here real quickly. And that would be Judah, come on in. Coach, as you talk about uh, Yellow Freight, they are a backbone for a lot of the automotive industry up yep. in the Detroit area and uh, the communist group that's up there. But uh, mm. Ford Motor Company just took out a $9 billion loan to bridge their gap. The last time they did that was during the last crash. They did it before all the other automotive companies got bought up by the federal government. Yep. So, under Obama, remember how the car dealers they shut down and everything, folks? Remember that under the Obama administration? That's an asymmetrical warfare. I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Go ahead. I'm sorry, so, Judd. So it just happened again, and Yellow Freight is all connected to it. Hey, Amen. Uh, it's deeper than what. Uh, it's deep. It's deep. Real quickly, I want to get this in because I promised I would, and I kind of dropped the ball. Uh, pull up the email that says Terry. Folks, we're going to put this in the chat. <clears throat> Our buddy Terry, who was Mountain Man. Mountain Man was raised, raided and picked up by the feds a month ago. Feds cited five felony charges against him for a possible 15-year prison sentence. Terry was released to house arrest by posting bail earlier this week. He's apparently not allowed any visitors. Terry's been part of the brigade for some years. He's not on the morning show because he works. That makes sense. But as uh, attends many of our things. So if impossible to support Terry and his wife, Van Ann, so he, doesn't, he can't work. There's his address. So Spencer, if you can stick this somehow in the chat, at least his address. Uh, uh, Terry Allen, Terry Allen, Terry Allen and his address. Put that in the chat for me. And folks, five bucks, 10 bucks, anything you can send their way, I'm sure would, uh, would help them, okay? <clears throat> anything else for the good of the group? Go ahead, Brett. Come on in. Yeah, Coach, you had asked me to send that to you. Uh, you were going to send that to Spencer, to John, to uh, send out in a, a blast yes. out of text with that info? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just so everybody had it uh, um, on, their, on their phone so they could uh, have access to it easily. Thanks. Okay, cool, cool. I want to say this, and I wanted to I wanted to – I want it to sound kind, okay? Do you have any idea how many people need help? Do you have any idea, folks? I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you. Now, uh, Chet Gallagher, you say, who's Chet Gallagher? Well, Chet Gallagher is our buddy from Operation Save America. He's the former police officer in Las Vegas, Nevada, who when 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when they were doing an abortion protest, not him, he was a police officer. When, they, they, when the people were blocking the clinic, in, in uh, Las Vegas, where Chet was a police officer, and he was sent to arrest the people. He took off his badge and he sat down with the people. Cost him his job. He told his boss, I, I'm not, I'm not, I won't arrest those people. I refuse to do it. Cost Chet his job. Well, Chet has been in jail for, for a face violation down in Nashville. Was it Nashville? Wherever. He's been in jail for over two months and was... Uh, is, is sick, sick. And just two days ago, Chet got a medical release to go home. Now, here's the question. Why in the hell have they had him locked up for two months anyway, right? But he just got released to go home. He's home for the first time in two months where he's, they're trying to nurse him back to, uh, back to, I'm going to show you what's going on here in a second. So pray for Chet Gallagher as well. What a, what a stud warrior he is, unflinching. 
And just like Chet would do, he just he bragged about the ministry he was able to do while inside the jail. Johnny Burkeen, that's Chet Gallagher, isn't it? Bragging about the ministry he was able to do while inside the jail for two months. Former police yes. officer. Huh? There was a new raid yesterday, J6 or some more bad folks. This stuff ain't no, I'll go show you what's going on here in a second, okay? Real quickly, okay? Uh, quickly, Mary Beth, then Judah, then I'm, then I'll, let me get rolling here. Go ahead, Mary Beth. Hey, just quick, someone said the other day that they went to Mountain Man's house and they weren't allowed in or something. They're probably on the group right now, but anyway, keep trying to do what you can do there. Yeah, I would, I, here's what I would say. If I was home, I wouldn't want a bunch. If, it, if I just got out of jail, I wouldn't want a bunch of people coming visit. That's me. I meant, uh, I meant Mountain Man, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Mountain Man. I wouldn't, oh. want, a bu- I wouldn't want a bunch of people come and visit me. Just, I'm just telling you, I, I wouldn't. Appreciate cards, that kind of stuff, but just me. Judah. Yeah, I'll get the information out, but... Uh... One of uh, my friends, this guy is a stout American. He's a stout patriot, Marine Corps. Dean Harshman, yesterday of uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, was a J6 uh, person there. No one ever bothered him. No one ever said anything to him two years later. He squatted in his house yesterday, raided his stuff, took his stuff, took him into the FBI in Cincinnati. And... um, you know, two years afterwards, and uh, if you know this guy, he's a stout believer in the word and prays, and um, uh, just pray. If you anything, leaders, pray for his you family. The leaders, folks, look, I'm going I'm to show you what's going on here, okay? Uh, so they're not done. They're not done. I got some other news about some others. But just not going not gonna to go there now. I feel like I'm forgetting something, and I apologize if I am. I get I, I get a lot of stuff, okay, and I try to I try to cover it the best that we can. Uh, go to uh, the Bible verse I sent. Just sent, had you open up if you would. I want I want give me give me about fifteen minutes. I want to take you somewhere, okay, and then we'll open it up. Uh, Wisdom of this world, it says Spencer. <clears throat> and he said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man, which had a steward. What's a steward? What's a steward? Probably I'll look that up, Spencer, because we read words. We don't even know what the hell we're reading. <clears throat> Mr. Webster says what? A steward is a... A steward is a man employed in great families to manage the domestic concerns. An officer of the state, Lord High Steward, colleges, they're different things, right? But a steward is an is in a ship, an officer is appointed by the purser to distribute provisions, all right? So Jesus is sitting around with some of his some of his buds. And a certain man who which had a steward, somebody handled all that stuff. The same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods, his hand in the till. And he called him, he said unto him, How is it that I hear of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou may. Uh, be no longer my steward. The steward said unto with himself, what have I done? My Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I can't dig. To beg, I'm ashamed. I'm resolved what to do that when I'm put out of this stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. He said, I haven't done anything wrong. But if you all throw me out of here, I'm going to go to my friends. They're going to take care of me. And I'm resolved what to do that when I'm put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their house. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him. And said unto him, How much do I owe do? How much owest thou unto my Lord? So he went to all the people who'd borrowed money from Jesus. <laughs> it says, uh, you know, I'm going to collect that. He says, How much? He says, I owe 50. And he goes to the next guy, he says, I owe 40. He goes to the next guy, and the Lord commanded the unjust steward. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are. In their generation, wiser than the children of the light. Now, I'm going to stop there again. I'm going to read this to you. And I want you to understand this. The Lord commended the unjust steward. He commended the unjust steward. And what did he say? You've done the right thing, dude. You went and you collected what was owned. Owed, you did the right thing. Huh? And you 
children of this world, you're smarter than this, these other dudes. <laughs> Those Christ followers, you're a lot smarter than they are. It's pretty convicting, isn't it, friends? Pretty convicting. Hurry up. I'll, I'll hurry up. But go ahead quickly, Pete, before I get too deep in this. Go ahead. Come on in, Peter. Peter. Go ahead. Okay. So, okay. So the children of this world are smarter than us. Jesus said, they're not smarter than the Holy Spirit. They're smarter than us. That's what I just said right there. And the Lord commended the unjust steward. Hey, Spencer, let's make him mad. Let's pull up the message real quick on this same verse. I know it's not scripture. Stop it. Then he went, uh, the man, Jamie, you're making me dizzy here, man. Start at number one. Start at number one. Okay. Jesus said to the disciples, there was once a rich man who had a manager. He got reports the manager had been taking advantage of his expenses. So he called him in and he said, what the heck are you doing? You're fired. The manager said to him, what am I going to do? I've lost my job as a manager. I'm not strong enough for a laboring job. I can't beg. What am I going to do? He said to them, one after another, he called in the people who were in debt to his boss. He said at first, how much do you owe my boss? He said, 100 jugs of olive oil. So, okay, give, give me 50. He said to the next one, how much do you owe? He said, uh, uh, 40. He said, okay, give me 40. He said, take your bill, write 80. Now, here's the surprise. The master praised the crooked manager. Why? Because he knew how to look after himself. Streetwise people are smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. They are on constant alert, looking for angels, surviving by their wits. I want you to be smart in that way, but for the right reason, using every adversity to stimulate you to create survival, to concentrate your attention on bare essentials so you, you'll live, really live, and not complacently just get by on good behavior. Get your automobiles fixed. Get your cars fixed, okay? Now, Spencer, pull up. Uh, where am I here? Pull up uh, number four. Number four. Asymmetrical warfare. You guys familiar with asymmetrical warfare? Well, first of all, you have to figure out what is symmetry. Symmetry. Anytime you put A in front of a word, it means not. Okay? Atheist. Not a believer. Okay? Abnormal. Not normal. So symmetry is a due proportion of the several parts of a body to each other. Adaptation of dimensions of the several parts. In other words, if you cut a pizza, you dis- you cut the pizza in sy- symmetrical parts. Each part basically the same. When you cut up whatever, you cut it up in equal portions. A quarter pound, quarter pound, quarter pound. Asymmetrical means not like that. Not equal parts. Meaning if you're coming up in battle against a stronger opponent, you're not going to be able to fight in a traditional manner. That's what they're talking about here. The kings of this, the children of the of the world are smarter in how to fight than those of us who claim the name of the Lord. Symmetry is where the opposite sides are equal to each other. Everybody picking it up? Everybody picking up what I'm saying? So what's been happening to us and what we have to recognize and what we have to begin to do is to engage in what they call asymmetrical warfare. Now, we'll stop you right now. Can anybody see how good our class is here today? Can anybody out there explain to me an example of asymmetrical warfare where weak armies, weak movements are beating strong movements because they're using non-traditional tactics. Anybody can give me an example of an asymmetrical fight that's going on right in front of us right now? Michelle? Ukraine. Michelle? Not the, Ukraine. I'm, go ahead. The, the, the whole gay homosexual agenda is asymmetrical finding an asymmetrical asymmetric. There aren't very many of them, but they make them look like there's a million of them. Uh, hang on. Don't, you don't have to raise your hand. Somebody just come in. Give me another one. The Communist Manifesto. 
Communist Manifesto. Another one. Give me another one. Transgenderism. The rebels. Give me another one. What? Yeah, Communist. the rebels. The rebels in the south versus the symmetrical British army in the field. Boy, oh boy, the Patriots. Huh? How about that? Asymmetrical. Come on. Game Vietnam. Thank you. Vietnam. Game thank you. Yeah. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Francis Marion. How about radical Islam? Right. Yeah. Asymmetrical, meaning what? They a small group of people see a weakness in a larger army and attack it to the point where it cripples. Folks, we lost in Vietnam because of asymmetrical warfare. Any Vietnam veterans in here that want to say amen, coach? Here's how they did it. Anybody want to say that? Well, we know what they did, right? We, we used asymmetrical warfare against the British because never before had an, uh, an opposing army hid behind trees and shot. Always before they marched towards each other, shot. Remember remember that? They all had one? Well, Amen. Amen. So, so we, are, we have to begin to understand that we are losing because of asymmetrical warfare. How are we going to win? Well, we're going to copy them. We're going to copy them. By the way, Showing up with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is asymmetrical warfare. It is, huh? We're going to show up outside and we're going to pressure them. We're going to bring pressure. Showing up with people. Betty, standing on the street corner with your sign is asymmetrical warfare. Everybody's flipping you off and doing all that stuff. But Betty, you're having an impact. It's not traditional. You're having an impact. People go home and they say, you see that lady? See that crazy lady standing up there on the corner, right? Asymmetrical warfare has an impact, and we are not smart enough to do it. Now, wait a minute. Pastors, all ministries do. You think anybody think that staking is asymmetrical warfare? Anybody think that prayer walking is asymmetrical warfare? Hmm? Anybody think that fasting is asymmetrical warfare? Huh? Come on now, come on now. But see, we haven't we haven't been fighting that way. We have to learn to fight that way. Well, I got a bunch of hands. Got got a. I know what you I know what you have to say is pertinent. I do. I understand it's pertinent. Hang on, stay with me a second. Play that video real quick. Asymmetrical warfare. Explains it to you in two minutes here. Go ahead. I gotta read it, okay? I'm gonna have to read it when it comes up on the screen. Because there is no sound. Go ahead. Every time it pops up, stop it. Asymmetric warfare, unconventional strategies and tactics adopted by a force. When the military capabilities of a belligerent powers are not simply unequal, but are so significantly different that they cannot make the same sorts of attacks on each other. We cannot fight back with nuclear weapons, right? That's why they want to take away your ARs. That's why they want to, they don't want you to have the same one, right? Next one, guerrilla warfare occurring between lightly armed partisans and conventional army is an example of asymmetrical warfare. Go ahead, next one. Terrorist tactics, such as hijacking, suicide bombings, are also considered to be asymmetrical. Why? They're not, they don't stand, the the big guy's getting picked off by the little guy. They're also considered to be asymmetrical, both because they tend to involve a smaller, weaker group attacking a stronger one, and also because attacks of civilians are, by definition, one-way warfare. See, the government, the government is laying on top of us. And if you kick back, that's asymmetrical warfare. Go ahead, next one. The war between a country that is both able and willing to use nuclear weapons and a country that is not would be another example of asymmetrical warfare. In the modern era, Western powers fighting in developing countries have sometimes been defeated by local forces despite massive asymmetries in terms of conventional military strength. In other words, the strongest team doesn't always win. Go ahead. In Vietnam, a crushing defeat at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu in 1954 sapped will. See, they're sapping our will. They're sapping our will. It sapped the will of the French military. And after some two decades of U.S. involvement in Vietnam War, the social and political environments at home, the United States quit because people are tired of their kids getting killed in Southeast Asia. So we quit. Spent all that stuff. Same thing happened in Afghanistan and the Middle East. 
We said, that's enough. We've spent enough. Enough people have died. And we left you and they took all of our weapons, all of our weaponry. Next one. Maybe you can see it. Maybe you can speed ahead there for me. The value of asymmetrical tactics can be seen most clearly in guerrilla warfare. Indeed, guerrilla means little war in Spanish. Guerrilla fighters are generally fewer in numbers, possess fewer and less powerful weapons than the opposing false force. Folks, can you say BLM? Do you see what's going on? Antifa, do you see the asymmetrical war they are fighting against us? Guerrilla tactics include ambush, avoiding open battle, cutting communication lines. Are they doing that to us or what? Yellow freight went broke and generally harassing the enemy. We're the enemy. The devil's team, we're their enemy. Guerrilla warfare has been practiced throughout history and includes both military operations carried out against the rear of an enemy's army and operations carried out by a local population against an occupying force. Remember how scared we were about suicide bombers? Everybody, huh? That's asymmetrical war. I'm not suggesting suicide bombers. Showing what the enemy's doing. The aim of guerrilla fighting is erosion of the enemy's will to sustain the costs of continuing the war. Vietnam, Afghanistan, abortion, they just wear you down, wear you down. Famed policymaker and diplomat Henry Kissinger once committed that the guerrilla wins. Listen, folks, this is so profound. Go back to that. The guerrilla wins if he does not lose. Wow. The conventional army loses if it does not win. Yeah, do you see it? You see what they're doing to us? What Kissinger observed was that armies with different sizes and resources can fight in different ways. It's been true throughout human history, but since the 20th, mid-20th century, we've developed a name for this, and it's called asymmetric warfare. Remember, symmetry means everything cut in equal pieces. Not cut in equal pieces is why Antifa is able to have such a big impact. And, by the way, is exactly why they crushed J6, because they know asymmetric warfare works. Are you picking anybody picking it up? Huh? Something that is asymmetrical, I'm sorry, go back. Something that is asymmetrical is most often, something that is asymmetrical is uneven, unequal, or imbalanced. Asymmetrical warfare exists when the two main armies are of equal size or strength. It's a different way to wage war when the sides of the conflict don't look the same. Can anybody say Gideon's army? Huh? Anybody say Gideon? Huh? Unconventional asymmetrical warfare. And what happened? Gideon ran them boys out. He ran them out of town. Jesus said, you got way too many folks to get in. <laughs> get rid of some of them folks. Doesn't take a whole lot. It takes tactics. Who Jesus Christ himself told us, you boys going to fight in this natural war, you better look at those other guys, how they fight, and steal their tactics. Don't do wrong. Don't do evil. But their tactics are good. Stick with them. Okay, I'm going to open it up for a little bit, but I'm not done. Okay, not done. Go ahead, Craig. Coach, I'd like to practice a little uh, asymmetrical warfare right now. Uh, Spencer, could you pull up Joshua 5, 13 through 15? Because we're facing a Jericho moment right now, Coach, in this Craig, nation. Craig, in this... Do you think the church fights like this, Craig? Keep going. Keep uh, going. Not most of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we're going to bring them along, Coach. We're going to bring yes, them along. Are. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. He lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, no, but as the commander, <laughs> no, no, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to earth and he worshiped and he said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant. Well, I know what the Lord's saying to his servant, and I'm glad to be a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to lead us in a prayer about what's going on in at least one area. You start hearing about these people being arrested for January 6th. That's a diversion for what's happening up there at the White House 
and in the yeah. halls of Congress and in the cocaine investigation into Hunter Biden and his laptop and the lack of injustice. You had a, uh, you know, the injustice tour. Remember, we went to Washington, D.C., yep. right? Yep, we and we need to pray against injustice because what they're trying to do is make a diversion so that they don't get looked into. And we're going to call on the Lord, the command of the army, to turn their weapons against these patriotic citizens for most part. A couple of them were stupid, but they didn't do anything horrible. And let's put the let's put justice where it belongs on the people in the leadership. By the way, Craig, lead it. by the way, the story of Gideon's, uh, the true story of Gideon's army, who killed, who killed the, the enemy army? Who killed the enemy army? Did Gideon's army kill the enemy army? They killed each other. They killed each other. That's they right. That's right. Other, right. So can I lead us in a prayer? And this might be good for Is your it? patriot groups today, right? Yep. So yep. dear Lord Jesus, Lord, you were the commander of the army at the walls of Jericho. And you saw the wickedness that was inside those walls. Lord, we ask that you just be against the wickedness that's going on inside the cornerstones of the Masonic lodges uh, of D.C., right? The four cornerstones. And we ask that you just do nothing but reveal the truth, Lord. That those who are starting that work in the Department of Justice and the FBI who know the things that they're doing are wrong, now start to have the conscience and conviction of the Holy Spirit against them. Mm-hmm. That those who have information that are withholding it for whatever reason, maybe their job, or that you would give them boldness and conviction, Lord, and that they don't get a good night's sleep until they come and tell the truth, Lord, that you would reveal things to the American people that are what are going on so that they can come and make a good and righteous decision. Leave it up to the people, but don't hide the knowledge that they can't make a fair decision. Break down these walls of spiritual uh, forces and heavenly hosts that sit over D.C., that are, that are working in there, Lord, confuse them, turn it back on them, Lord. Let their weapons come back on them sevenfold in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 So just like Gideon Amen, and Amen. they're Amen, going Craig. to destroy themselves. They're going to Amen. destroy themselves. Now, look, I know y'all want to get in there. I know. Let me complete what I want to do here, okay? Let me complete it. Kevin, go ahead, quickly. Well, I was just going to say, with asymmetrical warfare, you saw the ad that I sent you the other day, the new Trump ad, uh, which is a takeoff of uh, If I Were the Devil, called If I Were the Deep State. That, And I, I put the link in the chat if the producer wants to play it. It's a minute 40 seconds. It's asymmetrical warfare from the very first word to the very last word. And it lays out nothing but deep state asymmetrical warfare. If you're interested in playing it in the show, it's, it's in the link. Play it. Can you get Spencer and play it? <clears throat> coming, coming your way. Give him, give him a second. It's, it's only a minute and 50 seconds. Asymmetrical warfare. And I wanted to destroy America. I would rig the election with a puppet candidate. One that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. Oh, 
Wow, 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 wow. That is asymmetrical warfare. Amen, amen. Okay, uh, Spencer, if you could pull up for me. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was good. Pull up number three. Pull up number three. Stay with me. No, that's not that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. Uh, pull up number six. That's good, too. Pull up number six. <clears throat> Sorry, friends, I dropped the ball that a little bit. Okay, Spencer, the, I, w- I want to take us through this because this is really important. Don't let them normalize the abnormal. Don't let them normalize the abnormal. Spencer, scroll clear on down because I want to get to some things. Keep, keep going, keep going. You're probably going to case. Right, okay, cool. I'll go up a little bit. Go up a little bit, and then we'll start reading here. Okay. A few recent uh, incidents paint a picture. Tori Kelly, a 30-year-old pop singer, passed out at dinner. Was admitted to, don't look. Don't let him make the abnormal normal. Reportedly, she had blood clots in her lungs. Another young woman, apparently a healthy broadcaster, ESPN's Sheikha Hislop, collapsed live on, on TV. Robert Grotes died suddenly on TV. Another school teacher died of a heart attack. 24-year-old woman exercising in the park in Brazil died of a stroke. The extraordinary number of people being injured and dying from uh, these injections is not normal. None of this is normal. Don't let them make this normal. That's asymmetrical warfare. The dark field micropathies revealing self-absorbing nanotech in the blood that creates blue filaments to form into biosynthetic blood clots that can't be pulled apart are not normal. Self-assembling technology discovered in Lantus insulin and discovered in Humalog insulin just does not appear normal. I know this will sound like a stretch, but the microchips being formed in the dental anesthetic, you got it, does not appear normal either. It's time for some basic reality testing. Are you ready with me? You want some reality testing? Huh? Here we go. There are only two sexes, male and female. Pedophilia is a serious twisted sickness and a crime. Everybody in their right mind should be opposed to human trafficking. It's not normal for a country to not protect its borders. The borders are left unprotected to create a problem and then offer a police state solution, such as E-Verify. And of course, open borders are about weakening the nation, submerging the United States into global tyranny, system of government, biological systems, even nations that are totally open or totally closed die. Biological systems, even nations that are totally open or totally closed, die. Banking, banks closing the accounts of people based on political ideology is also fascist and an illegal, an illegal in kind donation, let alone civil rights violations. Banks are a convoluted operation that aren't private or public. The private banking cartels that own the banks create money out of thin air using the police power of the government to enforce their currency. As such, they are, aren't free to disassociate based on that. They, a centralized digital bank currency will result in total slavery. Social media censorship at the direction of the government is illegal under the color of law and should remove all liability protections. The surveillance state is totally illegal and a threat to American national security, not necessary for it. The choice between freedom and security is a lie. Climate change is a natural phenomenon. Climate change cultists have lost their minds. Like all end-time cults, they will create disaster. It is absolutely insane to try and block the sun rays from hitting the earth. Geoengineering is the threat, not industrial civilization or the climate. Let me say it again. Geoengineering is the threat, not the climate, not gases. Not cow farts. Forcing people to wear diapers, stand six feet apart, and follow lines on the floor is twisted. Experimenting on human beings without informed consent is a crime against humanity. Denying health care for those who that did not receive the shot is a Nuremberg crime. Coercing and forcing C-19 injections is the act of a totalitarian system of government. C-19 injections are biological weapons and are potentially an extinction-level extinction, extinction level event. The pharmaceutical industry has been weaponized against humanity. 
We'll say that again. The pharmaceutical industry has been weaponized against humanity. The globalists are experimenting on the human race while exterminating them. Humans have been baited like insects as people are now dying from shedding. Transhumanists are seeking to find a way to live forever by merging with technology and are depopulating the planet at the same time. Just about every politician and government official is a coward, corrupt, or out of touch. Oh, oh, and you are not America first if you look the other way while Americans are being killed and maimed with bioweapons. If reality is distorted, people will do or buy into anything, and horrible things happen. Remember, the truth is never painful. It is the resistance to the truth that is painful. Pretending things are normal when they are totally bizarre will not save you. The only thing that will save you is organizing and using every means possible to fight back. Action is required. Wake up as many people as you can. I'll say it again. Asymmetrical warfare requires asymmetrical resistance. There it is. Amen. There it is. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Why this going? The best thing most of you can do is get out of that place that somebody calls a church. That's the best thing most of you can do. And find local, like-minded individuals who will come to your house, and you will build a network of God-fearing people who see what's going on and will stand up and fight back against it. Folks, I just I can't even I can't even tell you enough. I just can't even tell you enough. Because here's what's happened. You are sitting in church with people who don't agree with you. You are sitting in church with people who are pro-choice. You're sitting in church with people who thinks homosexuality is okay. You're sitting in church with people who thinks cutting off little ding-dongs is a, you know that, don't you? You know that, don't you? Can two walk together lest they agree? Okay, pull that one you pulled up there twice for me real quick. And then I'll, uh, whoo, talking fast. Too big to hide. Ed Dowd slams COVID vax injuries. It's a cover up, folks. It's a cover up. Why? It's asymmetrical warfare. It's ace. The media has way too much power. We cannot beat the media unless you do what Betty's doing. Unless you show up out on the street with a sign. Can't beat the media. No, 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 no. They got all the power. It's Vietnam, baby. It's Vietnam, asymmetrical warfare, the very warfare that your pastor will tell you not to fight. Somebody say amen. I need some reinforcement here. Amen. The very fight that your pastor amen. will tell you not to fight, right? Amen. When in Rome, do as the Romans. Scroll down here real quickly. I'm going to open it up. Scroll down a little bit. Of, to, bold print. I'm looking for bold print. Okay, there it is. <clears throat> Dowd's book documents extreme deaths and horrible injuries that are skyrocketing nationwide. Here's what he said. I was not in the room, but at this point, it is a crime because it's a cover-up. We're in a cover-up now. We had a crime, now we're in a cover-up. Forget about the who and the why. It was a bioweapon, folks. It was a mistake. I don't care at this point. This is a joke. They are still killing people. This is a joke. This is a crime. There is a cover-up. There's a cover-up of murder going on in America. Somebody say amen. 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 Oh, yeah. Dowd says the death and disability trend for 2023 is way up. Everything is slowly breaking down. You're going to be gaslit and told that everything is fine. There's no problem here. Don't look over there. We're going to see glacial Mad Max. I think we're going to see a deflation in financial assets that will start soon. We'll have inflation in things that you need like food, medical care, and much other things because there won't be any trucks to deliver it. Listen to this. I, I mail out a monthly newsletter. And I get these little envelopes. And I get used to get these envelopes at the dollar store for one Dollar, I'm sorry, yeah, a dollar for a hundred of them. Dollar store, little envelopes. I send it when I send a newsletter out. I put a return envelope so you can 
people can uh, send donations. Hundred of them for a dollar. I ran out of them. I went yesterday to the dollar store to buy them. Two dollars fifty cents for seventy-five of them. Two dollars and fifty cents for seventy-five of them. So they lowered the amount in there and more than doubled the price. For them to start, why is ivermectin being restricted? For them to start pushing ivermectin would expose them. Robert F. Kennedy said ivermectin worked, by the way. They're the ones who said, what do you mean? Called it horse paste, right? Remember that, folks? Remember that? Horse paste. Criminals are, and people are in cover-up mode, and they continue as if everything is fine until they get caught. What happened with Enron? That's what's going on now. I take ivermectin and I've never been vaccinated. And I take a little dose of ivermectin a couple times a week. In closing, Dowd says, this is going to become too big to hide. Congress needs to act. These people in the GOP are forming committees on J6 and other things. That's great and good on you. How about the COVID vaccine committee? Let's get Fauci and the COVID vaccine committee up there. Let's have them share their numbers. So if you want to see this interview, you can put it in the chat. Greg Hunter did this interview with this guy. Down here at the bottom, it says, join Greg Hunter, uswatchdog.com, one-on-one. So you can stick this interview in the chat. You guys ought to go see it. You ought to go see it. Myra, go. We only got nine minutes. Let's go. Tell us your story. That's your life story. Go. Yes, coach. In regard to the battle... And um, against our opponents and what uh, Craig pray about it, Ezekiel 38.12. To take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. Hallelujah. Folks, they are vaccinating animals that you eat. Do you understand that? They're vaccinating beef. They're vaccinating pigs. They're vaccinating chickens. Do you understand it? You understand it? It's murder. Jack. Asymmetrical warfare. Asymmetrical. You're right on, coach. Asymmetrical warfare. You're hitting it just perfect. Every little thing you do that finds their Achilles heel, that's what you do. You go for it. And it's the small things that will be most effective. And we go for it all the time. I used to love watching Disney's um, Swamp Fox. Francis Marion taught, should be teaching us how to do this every single day. Those little things that we do work. So why would they arrest Chet Gallagher? Because they don't want our side learning asymmetrical warfare. Why did they arrest the people at J6? They don't want us using their tactics. Do you understand, friends? They know it works. They know asymmetrical warfare works. And they don't want us doing it. They don't want us doing it. Mary Beth. Uh, Just uh, ivermectin kills parasites and um, Dr... Artist says that 98% of us have parasites. So, yes, yes, we know. We, we, yes, amen, 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 amen. So, I'm feeling a little bit of vindication here today because the, the thing that is most effective by past the salt ministries, Coach Dave Live, the thing that Betty is doing, that Jeff Klein is doing. That Craig is, I could go on and on and on and list people, is very, very effective. And it's the one thing, that's the one thing that the church speaks against. The church speaks against public proclamation of the gospel. The church speaks against asymmetrical warfare. The church doesn't get what's going on. That's why I'm going to tell you something. You, I, hey, look. Go to go to your church if you want to, huh? And you tell me how good your church is. Wait, hang on. I'm gonna say it. Clint Harper is a friend of mine. Clint Harper has been pastoring. I don't know how long, but Clint Harper. I don't know if you're in here, Clint. Will be one of the first guy to say, "What we've been doing in church hasn't worked." 
and friends. Somebody said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. It doesn't work. That's the definition of insanity. If I got a leak, if I got a leak on my on my pipes, and I go outside and I'm working on my car, that ain't fixing my pipes. And the very thing we have to do, our churches are telling us, don't do that. Makes Christianity look bad. Jesus Christ said, do it. (laughs) Do it, Betty. Do it. Joe Allen. Hey, I feel this, man. I feel this. The ridicule, things that people said about me, laughed about me, called me names. I said, I'm just following Jesus. That's all I'm doing. Go ahead, Joe. What's it say in the Bible? Your own people in your own household will right. turn against you. So how yes, do they get your children to turn against you? You put them in school. That's right. Amen. That's asymmetrical warfare, baby. <laughs> you're working hard. You're praying for your kids. You're taking them to Sunday school. You're doing you're doing Bible studies with them. You got them in the church youth group, and you send them to public school. Asymmetrical warfare. Wake up, dummy. Clay, come in. Well, those who have faith and do works, God is with those people. They're trying to, and they're trying to destroy that. They're trying to destroy our faith and keep us from going out and doing works. And if they do that, then we don't have God with us. Hey, so Clay, we got to do that. Clay, have your this? faith and do your works. Clay, how many how many people didn't take ivermectin because it was horse paste? How many people did that? Right, that was asymmetrical warfare. Right. Every bear on everybody in the media, tell them, don't do that. Don't do that. And you didn't do it, huh? huh? Get the shot, get the shot, every, everything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't take this thing or don't take, oh, don't take Nutrisoys. Don't, no, no, don't do that. Or don't, don't, no, 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 no. Listen to the experts. And as a result, they're going to try to take Sherry Tenpenny's license because she is teaching people the truth and they don't like that. They hey, coach. Like yeah, right. Coach. Coach. Yes. You've laid out a beautiful picture, Coach. This is a great, great, great one. I'm telling you. I'm so fired up. Coach, I want to I want to build on what Craig said. The, the, the Holy Spirit, and I've said this again. I want people to hear this. You, you, we have to understand where we're at in time. Coach, God has identified this enemy. We, we, we don't have to keep pointing them out. We know exactly who it is. But he's taking us, to, he's using us as bait to lure them in, Coach. He took his people out of Egypt right out in the middle of nowhere and just set them up, and here comes the Egyptians to kill them, and they're all scared, and God said, hey, I got you. Just just, just wait on me. Watch me bring the salvation here today. And, and he used this, he's using this as bait because he's judging the systems. He's judging Amen. all this stuff we're pointing out. We, Coach, we don't have to be afraid. I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying if we understand where we're at in time with the Holy Spirit, if we'll get out of our false narratives and get into God's narrative right now, what he's doing, and we can see where we're at with him, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to participate in none of this stuff. We are the bait, coach, and we can just stand there and say, come on, come on. God's getting ready to bring you down. Come on. We have no fear. When we go stand up with Sherry Tenpenny, coach, we're the bait. They're they're going to come in there and try to hurt us. And we just got to look them in the eye and go, you have nothing. We have all authority. We are changing this nation for the Jesus Christ. That's right. In his nation. And you can't do a thing. Put us in jail. We're still going to win. You can't stop us. That's, that's, that's the warfare you're talking about, Coach. Amen. Amen. We just overwhelm them, right? We just, yeah. How many like mosquitoes? Anybody like mosquitoes? Of all the animals in the world, when you decide whether you're going to go out and sit outside, what's the first thing you think of? <laughs> mosquitoes <laughs> why because they're asymmetrical man it's asymmetrical you can't even see them and the next thing you know they're down there sucking on your arm and even after you kill them they already got you asymmetrical warfare oh my god this is hey folks this is a keeper here today this is a keeper here today and here's the problem see your pastor where you're going to church doesn't know weapons of warfare they don't understand it and jesus basically said when in rome do as the romans do only be righteous in what you're doing look at their techniques copy their techniques and you're going to be effective 
in this natural world in which we live, right? And about you, I'm sick of transgenderism, cutting, cutting off little boys' weenies, teaching it to my children, teaching it to my grandchildren, having doctors telling me it's science. I'm sick of it. I think it's time we fall back, huh? Amen. God bless you. See you tomorrow.